0: Thank you for taking time to come to this Wednesday convocation. This convocation on drug and alcohol education is a part of an effort to continue providing information to you to be able to make informed decisions on this issue. I'm aware that both drugs and alcohol are available for you to use. I often hear that college is a time of life that it's expected and accepted that you push the limits and take some risks. I've invited Pam Miller to speak to you this morning on what's important to know about alcohol and drugs as you make the decision um, of how to use, how much to use, if you don't use, that kind of thing. Pam is a licensed mental health counselor through the state of Indiana. She's worked in the addictions field for 11 years. She started with working um, with at-risk children in junior high and high school, and now works in the addictions program at at Oaklawn. She has a master's degree in counseling and human services from IUSB and an undergraduate degree in education. I had the chance to work with Pam in the same building when I worked at Oaklawn, and I was struck with Pam's compassion for people and her passion for the work that she does. It's a privilege to have her join us this morning. Let's give her our attention.
1: Well, good morning. I want to thank Shar for asking me to be here today to have this conversation with you. Um, and that's what I hope it's going to be, is a conversation. I don't want to listen to myself talk for 30 minutes, um, and you probably don't want to either. Because what's important here is knowing what you want to know. So if you have questions at any time, just ask. If you have a question right now, ask. And I will do my best to answer it in the best way that I can, and if I don't know the answer, I'll do whatever I can to make sure that I get it and get it back to you. A little bit about myself. When I started in junior high, working with the kids that I worked with, it was kind of an eye-opener when these kids would talk about drinking, and I'm going, you're 12 years old, what are you doing drinking? And, you know, of course I didn't say that to them, but I wondered, wow, 12? Where's the parents? Well. That's not for me to judge. So all you can do is be there for those kids. My real education came when I was in the high school. And I will never forget the 14-year-old girl, I always get emotional. Um, I will never forget the 14-year-old girl who taught me the best thing And the one thing I have always remembered when it comes to working with drugs and alcohol people, she didn't come to school often. She came to school high a lot of the time. And people knew it, but they just weren't really for sure how they were going to confront it because there was no way to really know if she was high. It wasn't like she drank alcohol and you could smell it. But one day she came in and she was definitely high. So she ended up in my room, because my room was the safe room. That's where kids came when they wanted to talk to somebody, when they needed something. So she came to my room, and I asked her, "Okay, I know things aren't great, but why do you use the way that you use? Why do you use as often as you use? She looked me straight in the eye and said, because when I use, I don't have to think. And I don't have to feel. I never thought of it in that way before she said that. Most of the time, people think of drug and alcohol use in adolescents and young adults. Well, they're being rebellious. They're partying. It's no big deal. Blah, blah, blah. And that's true for a lot of people. But it's not true for everyone. She used because her reality was too hard to face. And that, those moments when she was using gave her relief. And I have found that when I talk to people and clients, that when you get to the heart of things, what she told me all those years ago is the same for them. They don't have to think and they don't have to feel. The youngest client I've ever worked with was 12 years old. He had a diagnosis of polysubstance abuse, which pretty much means you put it in front of him, he'll use it. He didn't care what it was. He didn't care where it came from. All he cared about was if it changed the way he felt. And the oldest person I've ever worked with is 67 years old. There's 54 years difference, 55 years difference in them. But there was a lot of things in common. They both had increased intolerance. took them more to get where they wanted to go, you know? If you have your drug of choice, which your drug of choice, when people talk about drug of choice, that's the drug that gets you where you want to go, the way you want to get there, and you know when you get there how you're going to feel. Like I said, the 12-year-old really didn't have a drug of choice. The 67-year-old had alcohol, but they shared a lot of things. They had an increased increase in tolerance, they tried to stop many times. And you'll hear this a lot, oh, I can stop any time, I've stopped four or five times. Well, you've stopped four or five times, but you went back to using. They had trouble with relationships, they had trouble in school. There was a whole list of things that made them exactly alike, even though one was 12, and one was 67. Many people use alcohol and marijuana. Um, those are the two most popular drugs, and they use it because everybody does. Everybody smokes pot. Everybody drinks alcohol. Well, not everybody does, and uh, everybody smokes pot either. But If you, if the people you are associating with do, then that's your reality. Everybody does. But there's a lot of people that don't. So this isn't something that is, um, this isn't, this is a choice right now for a lot of you, whether you want to use or not. Some of you may have already been to the point or you may know someone that's at the point where they don't have a choice anymore. And that's what addiction is. So some people think that addiction is a choice. And some people believe that it's a disease. I believe in the disease concept. I believe that because of the studies and everything that's been shown, that it is a disease. If the American Medical Association, who has people there a lot smarter than I am, have said so, American Psychiatric Association, those people have said that it is a disease. It meets that criteria. Does that mean one of the things that it... Also, addiction is you can be predisposed to addiction. That means just like heart disease, diabetes, if it runs in your family, you have a higher risk of that becoming a problem for you. Does that mean that if you use, you're gonna become an alcoholic or a drug addict? No. It just means that the risk of that happening to you is gonna be greater because of your family history. Many times um, I've heard people say, my my drugs, my alcohol, I, I don't hurt anybody. It's, you know, if I'm hurting anybody, I'm hurting myself. And that's really a hard thing to talk, to talk to people about because when you are in an addiction, you withdraw from the people that you love. You damage those relationships, and they really truly feel that they're not hurting anybody else. So let's look at how do you hurt yourself? One of the ways